The scripture was taken from 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 5 through to 12. And it reads like this, But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. <clears throat> and her adversary also provoked her sore, for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when <clears throat> she went up to the house of the Lord, so she went, so she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. <clears throat> then said Elkanah, her husband, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? Why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am I not better to thee than ten sons? This is her husband to the wife who is childless. So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by the post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. <clears throat> and she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of your handmaid and remember me and not forget your handmaid but will give unto your handmaid a man-child then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life and there shall no razor come upon his head and it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. Amen. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Praise God. From this passage of scripture that I've just read, I'm going to speak as a theme of the topic of Hannah's tears. This mother's tears, Hannah's tears. I'm going to look at three points. The adversary, the tears, and the answer. The adversary, the tears, and the answer. The adversary is someone who contends with, who opposes, resists, undermines, ridicules, 
steps in the back and steps in the front the person who God has given a purpose wherever God is at work the adversary will not be too far behind in Hannah's situation the adversary that the enemy decided to use was a woman called Peniah, who was also married to her husband. And in my version of the Bible, I think in Chris's version, he read it said rival. But in the King James, it calls her an adversary, which is more pinpoint. She was her adversary. And Peniah saw her role was to upset Hannah and without realizing it was to be used to try to destroy what God's plan would be for her young son to come, Samuel. But Peniah wouldn't know this. All Peniah would know is that she's giving children to Elkanah and this woman called Hannah is barren. So as far as Peniah is concerned, something must be wrong with Hannah. You hear me? She would have been telling Hannah, what's wrong with you? She would have been saying to Hannah, how, when are you going to give your husband a child? She would have been ridiculing Hannah and using all of that psychological warfare to undermine Hannah and to make Hannah feel worthless. That was how the enemy used this woman, Peniah, as the adversary. And I want to say this today, that when you're serving the Lord, when you're serving the Lord, the enemy will always send an adversary. He will always send an adversary to try and upset what it is God has put in you to do. To try and put you off course. Because through all the ridicule that this woman, Paniah, had put on Hannah, Hannah could easily have said, you know what? My life is not worth living. Simply because of the words of this adversary in her ears. You see, the adversary is always there. And you know, the only time you can overcome the adversary is once when you recognize it is the adversary. Then you will know what you're dealing with. And you will know the way we deal with the adversary is through prayer. Hallelujah. There was a time even for a few hundreds of years later when Joseph and Mary had birthed Jesus. And the Bible says in Matthew 
that wise men came from the east seeking the Messiah in fulfillment of biblical scriptural prophecy that was made hundreds and thousands of years before that at this appointed time with these appointed signs in the in the world the Messiah will come the deliverer the redeemer will come hallelujah and just as Jesus was born the, these wise men came to Jerusalem seeking him to worship him and the Bible says in Matthew that they first went to Herod now Herod was a man who was in charge of that whole territory they went to Herod and told Herod we've come to worship the Messiah but what they didn't understand was this man Herod the enemy was going to use him as the adversary Herod said to them when you go and look for him and when you find him send and tell me that I may come and worship him too that's what Herod said but he was lying the scriptures say that he did had a different intention for baby Jesus he didn't have an intention to worship him and the three men were visited in a dream and warned by angels in a dream not to go back to Herod so after they found Jesus and worshipped him, the scripture said they went back from where they came a different direction. And when Herod realised that he had been tricked by them, do you know what he did? He sent out a decree over his whole entire territory to kill all boys under two years old and they carried it out so all baby boys under a certain age across his whole territory were slew and this too was prophesied in the scripture so the reason why I'm sharing this from this word is to make you understand the world that we as followers of Christ are living in and the things that we need to be dealing with. Hallelujah. Praise God. So in that instant, Herod was the adversary. But praise be to God. God's plan had the victory over the adversary. Praise God. The scriptures say the thief comes but to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I, Jesus, have come that they may have life and life in abundance. Hallelujah. So Jesus is not saying that you won't have difficulties. 
It's not saying that you won't have struggles, but he is saying, but through him you will have life. Hallelujah. And you will have the victory in abundance. Hallelujah. Praise God. And even today, in the world that we're living in today, the, the adversary is out there. You believe me? The adversary is out there doing all what he can to destroy the children. Huh? And he wants to destroy principally the young boys. It's the young boys he's after, primarily. He gets the young boys destroyed. That's the whole family done. Because God works through families. Hallelujah. God works through families. And builds nations through family. Hmm? And so when you see today in the world that we are living in, the enemy is doing so many things to attack the children. Just the other day, a friend of mine shared a WhatsApp message saying that his boy's school had said they wanted to give this particular vaccine to the young boys who were like 11 years old. And when I research what this vaccine is, what is it, what is it called? V H H P V H P V. And when I looked up what this vaccine is for, what they want to give 11 year old boys, it's a vaccine that they give to homosexual men to protect homosexual men from cancer and I'm not going to say the parts of the body but they are like the sexual organ parts front and back and their mouth right this is what the school wants to in push into 11 year old boys they want the parents permission and that's just the tip of the iceberg hmm? That's just the tip of the iceberg. Many of these things they want to push into babies is not doing the babies no good. I'm speaking to the mothers here. Many of the things these nurses and doctors are coming to the mothers and saying, let, let me give this to your son, is not good to his brain. The adversary is at work. And only in a, in a world where you have this rose-tinted, honeycomb, sugar-coated Christianity, you think you can do all of these things and nothing's going to happen. Don't give the adversary that foothold in your children. Hallelujah. The adversaries working through the educational system, the entertainment system, everywhere he can to influence the children 
to follow the wide road to hell. That's what the adversary is looking to do. Hmm? But when, so when we see her in verse 6, it says that her adversary provoked Hannah sorely huh? to make her fret. He provoked her sorely to make her fret year after year after year. That's what the adversary does. And Hannah had no one to turn to but the Lord. Hallelujah. She turned to the Lord as the scripture says. Huh? She turned to the Lord in verse 10. This says that she was in the bitterness of soul and she prayed unto the Lord and she wept sore. And you know, tears. I was a type of man, and maybe some will say I still am, but I was a type of man who would never cry. But when I'm worshipping and in the presence of God, I'm telling you, Amen. tears flow down my eyes. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Tears are for cleansing. Amen. God hears your tears. Tears are like words to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Tears are for stress. Hallelujah. It brings relief Amen. when you show tears to God. Hallelujah. You know that there is a specific reason why God has given us tears. You know that? You know that? Huh? There's a specific reason why God has given us tears. Yeah? Tears are a fluid that is, that is secreted by the lancrymal glands found in the eyes. And let's say you've got something in your eye. The tears actually remove the irritants from your eyes. So as soon as you get something in your eye that shouldn't be there, your eye starts to create, secrete tears to get the thing that's in your eye out of your eye. Yeah. Amen? Amen? But when tears are produced by an emotion, what you're going through, the pressure that you are feeling, it also produces sodium and potassium. And I'm sure some of you are going to go and look at research this now. But it produces sodium and potassium. Did you know that? It's really marvelous what tears can do. Scientifically, you know, health-wise, what it does for you. Yeah. And these substances that the tears produce, they, re they re can restore and repair the nerves. Hallelujah. Medical books even say that tears reduce stroke. Huh? So even like the stress, you know when your body's built up with stress, when you're going through so much like Hannah was going through, 
so much things. The tears would have just released her, hallelujah, from those things. It, the, her tears would have been doing much more than just wetting up her face or her handkerchief. It would have been real, uh, rebalancing her body, hallelujah. It would have been lowering her blood pressure, hallelujah. It would have been giving release to all of her nerves that had been tensed up in her body because of what she was going through. Hallelujah. I thank God for allowing us to cry. Hallelujah. And to have tears when we're going through things. Hallelujah. But even much more than that, the scriptures say that God hears and he answers our prayers through our tears. Hallelujah. Praise God. In Matthew 2 it said that when Herod had slewn all the baby boys under two. In Matthew 2.18 it says, In Ramah there was a voice heard, lamentation and weeping, and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children. And she would not be comforted, because they are not. Hallelujah. God heard their tears. Hallelujah. And today God hears your tears too. Hallelujah. Tears also um, are a kind of, like there's a saying in the scripture, when if you're sowing tears, you will reap in joy. Hallelujah. If you're sowing tears, you will reap in joy. Hallelujah. Her tears would have also shown her brokenness. The fact that now she's it's got too much for her. That now everything was on top of her. She has tried everything naturally within herself to deal with her adversary. And now she's feeling like the adversary is defeating her. She can only but cry. Hallelujah. But her tears were drawing her closer to God. Hallelujah. And through the weeping of her tears and through the suffering and what she had been going through, it was drawing her closer and closer and closer to the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sometimes, you know, when life is sweet and perfect, we don't know God. When you have everything at the tip of a hand, anything you need is there given. Car, money, friends, work, career. You don't know God. Hmm? They're too busy for God. And sometimes God will allow a trial or a temptation, a difficult situation to, to make you understand that you need him. Hmm? That's why a lot of these celebrities don't know God. Because when they feel they have it all, they think, you, even if you, you evangelize them, they will say, what do I need God for? Because to them, they're looking at things carnally. That because they have a big house, they have a million followers online, 
They have all of these things. What do they need God for? But the Bible says, wide is the road that leads to destruction. Yeah. Hallelujah. You must come in through the narrow way. Amen. Hallelujah. The narrow path. The narrow path to get to heaven. Amen. Because wide is the road and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be that go in their act. Hallelujah. So sometimes when you might feel that you have it all and life is great. And God wants to bring you from that wide place to the narrow way. To find him. To cry out to him. To seek him. To recognize that all of these cars outside will one day not be here. This building will one day not be here. That train station over there will one day not be here. But your soul, who you are, lives on for an eternity. Hallelujah. And God sometimes allows us to lose things and to go through hardship. To seek him in tears. To seek him in our brokenness. So that he can build us up again. Hallelujah. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Hallelujah. Praise God. And when you sow in tears, it's like that seed. That is your tears. That seed, that is Hannah's tears. It goes into the ground and it germinates. And it is changed by the sun and the water. And then it grows up, hallelujah, as a living plant. Praise God. Hallelujah. And sometimes when you're going through your tears, you're going through your difficult periods, God wants to bring you down. Hallelujah. Break down all of those things that are blockages to him. Break down all of the lies of the adversary that you have taken in your head and that you believe. Lies that Hannah's adversary was telling her that Hannah was listening to that was making her cry. God wants to make you a new creation. Amen. Hallelujah. A new creature Amen. in him. Hallelujah. Amen. Walking on the straight and the narrow way Praise to God. eternal life. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. But when Hannah, she was crying... And she was weeping. And in her brokenness, she said some things in her prayer. She says to God that if he was to give her this child, a child, she would dedicate this boy to the service of the Lord. Praise God. How would she know that? Because she could have had the child, but he decided 
He's not following the Lord. He could have grown up and said he wants to be a farmer or he wants to be a businessman. But God, the God that we serve, when we speak to God earnestly, sincerely, and ask things of him, and make even commitments to him, that's, sometimes it's not good to make commitments to the Lord that you can't stick to. But you make commitment to the Lord. The Lord can answer that commit, that prayer. And he will want that commitment to come true. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. She was praying and she says, but if you will give your handmaid a man-child, I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And she also said in her prayer that there shall no razor come upon his head, which is the Levitical code for the priesthood, right? Only the chief high priest could shave when he's going into the Holy of Holies. And as she was praying this prayer, the priest of the day, a man called Eli, as it says in verse 12, he marks her mouth. Because her prayer, he couldn't hear it. No one could hear it. She was like just moving her lips, but nothing audible was coming out. That's a prayer from the heart. And that's what she was praying. And when we see in the scripture, in verse 19, God answers this woman's prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. God answered her prayer because he heard her tears. Amen. Praise God. So when you, if you're crying about anything, if you're struggling with something, give it to Jesus. Don't give up. That's what the adversary wants. You to give up. And give in. Hold on. For you never know when God is going to turn those tears to joy. Hallelujah. You never know that day when finally you're going to get that good report. You never know when God's finally going to send his word into your situation. Hallelujah. He will turn your rags, your filthy rags, into garments of praise. Hallelujah. 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 So you who once was looked on yourself as a person in rags, downtrodden, broken, filthy, now you have everything to give God the praise Amen. for. Hallelujah. Because you finally now have realized and are living testimony that God is real and alive. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. God, in verse 19, it says that in they say rose up in the morning and they went to worship before the Lord and then they returned to their house. And Elkanah, her husband, knew Hannah, his wife. And the Lord remembered her. 
Hallelujah. That's how the Bible describes it, that God remembered her now from all that time back in her tears and her brokenness. God remembered her. Hallelujah. And made her have a child. Hallelujah. And God made her child a man-child. Hallelujah. And he was to go and serve the Lord and be his priest in his temple. Hallelujah. He was to go up as a man and he would be the man that was going to anoint the first king of Israel's soul. <clears throat> Praise God. And he was also going to anoint David, the second king of Israel. Hallelujah. And as a memorial to her son, there is these two books in the Bible, 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel, named after him. Hallelujah. Praise God. What a wonderful work that God can do. Hallelujah. Just by being faithful. Hallelujah. Just by even though you're in tears and you are crying, but not giving up, not giving in, remaining faithful to him. Hallelujah. God will turn your mourning to joy. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. And he will comfort you. And he will give praise into your mouth and enable you to rejoice from your sorrow. In the name of Jesus. He is worthy to be praised. He is mighty to be praised. Hallelujah. What a God that we serve. That with all the plans and snares and lies of the adversaries, all the deceptions and the false reports, God will lift up your name. God will lift you up, hallelujah, against every plan of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hannah's story is a timely reminder to us today. A timely reminder that yes, there are things going on in our lives that are not correct, that are not right, that are causing us sleepless nights. Hmm? Well, some of us, maybe some of you in here, everything's perfect. (laughs) But for some of us, we are struggling. Can I be real? For some of us, we are struggling. Yes. And when you walk into church and, you, and the church mother greets you at the door and says, how are you? You say, I'm all right. I'm blessed. But deep down, yeah. in here, yes. it's tears. Yes. And when you're going through it and over a long period of time, you can get to a place like Hannah because she didn't she must have been going to her husband about this so many times she stopped going to him now yeah hmm? she stopped talking to people about her problem she, the enemy the adversary had got broken her down so much but God heard her tears And that's why I say thank you, Jesus. 
for your love. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. Thank you for being an omniscient, omnipotent God who hears and knows everything that your people are going through. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for answering our prayers, for seeing your daughter's tears and bringing breakthrough when the time is right. Hold on to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hold on to Jesus. Hold on to Jesus. It's the only way that you're going to get through this. It's the only way. Hold on to him. Hannah's tears. Remember that. Hannah's tears. And it's, it's to also, as I'm closing, it's also to show us. Because sometimes, just as Hannah felt then, like she must have felt she's the only person going through this. All her friends, when she sees them, they're skinning their teeth. They're happy. Everybody seems to be having it all. Why am I going through this? Why is it me that's struggling? Why is it me that can't sleep at night? Hallelujah. Why is it me that's going through what I am going through? What have I done, Lord? But it is not the Lord. It is the adversaries. Hmm? That's why this scripture is here for us to learn through it. It is not the Lord, it's the adversary. And my word to you this morning as his minister is to keep on speaking to the Lord. Hallelujah. Even if you can't articulate what you're feeling and it's just your tears and in your heart, he knows. Hallelujah. But don't give up. Keep on, keep on praying to the Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord.